You can do all the courses, you can read all the books, you can follow and learn from the best in the field, but action reveals the best information. Creating will always reveal the next steps. Make the art, the art will lead the way. This is a post that I shared on my Instagram recently from the account Inspired to Write. Um, And Amy is a really good person to follow. She shares really lovely graphics and um, quotes all about creating and being an artist and a maker and a creator. Um, And yeah, lovely person to follow. But I shared it with the caption, this also applies to building your confidence and growing your business. So I just wanted to talk a little bit more about that today because I am very much someone who growing up and feeling like I really struggled with confidence and I just didn't have any and I never would. Um, I thought that reading books would be the answer um, because that was a very safe way for my little introverted self to feel like I was making progress and feel like I could honestly, thinking about it now, what I was really trying to do was trying to fix myself because I assumed that I was broken um, and I don't have that mindset anymore. I don't believe that anymore, but at the time that is the place that I was coming from. I thought, well, something's wrong with me. I'm weird and faulty. Um, and so I better read some books and do something to my brain to make it different, make it better. And yeah, that was the way that I approached it for a really long time. Um, and this also kind of expanded into reading lots of blog posts and listening to lots of podcasts, watching YouTube videos and all kinds of things. And this, um, me talking about this today is not to kind of disparage any of that. I think the fact that there's loads of resources like books and podcasts and YouTube channels, um, that help people to learn how to cultivate confidence are hugely valuable. And I think I'm I'm really grateful for all of them that I consumed back in that time. Um, But what I'm saying today is that there is a next step um, that for me made a bigger difference than all of that stuff. Um, So yeah, I think reading and consuming information and researching these types of topics is really helpful in the way that it helps us to feel less alone. And it helps us to realize that actually there's nothing wrong with us. Um, And also the, the key thing for me was discovering and learning that actually confidence is not something that some people are just born with and some people aren't. Um, Although of course there are kind of personality traits that some people do inherently have that kind of we associate with confidence, um, like charisma or just being outgoing, being extroverted. Um, But that isn't actually the same thing as confidence. Um, And I assumed that because I didn't have those things inherently and innately that I would never have them. And what reading and watching YouTube videos taught me is that confidence is actually a skill, just like any other skill that we might learn, be that something practical like riding a bike or swimming or or um, more of like a soft skill. Um, so that's why those things are valuable. Definitely, they, they show us that actually confidence and self-belief are things that we can learn and develop and they're muscles that we can strengthen. Um, but ultimately taking the step of doing the thing that you're scared to do is often the place where you learn the most about that thing that you're trying to achieve. Um, so for me, an example would be when I first started my business as a branding photographer. And I've mentioned before that when I first started out, I didn't have any contacts. I didn't have any potential clients. So I had to go to lots of networking events, um, which was a nightmare scenario for an introvert like me. And I used to go initially with the mindset of, okay, I'm just going to like stay for the minimum amount of time that I can get away with. Um, and I would kind of berate myself for the whole time that I was there. So I'd kind of be looking at the floor and twiddling my thumbs and feeling really out of place and self-conscious. And I'd overthink what I was going to say and the way that I presented myself. Um, and I would walk away listing off all the ways that I'd messed it up um, and all the things that I shouldn't have said or things that I wish I'd done differently um, and would really kind of beat myself up about it. And around this time, which I've also mentioned, I think before, I started having hypnotherapy 
hypnotherapy. And the main thing that really helped me with that the hypnotherapist really helped me with was showing me that I was actually already doing so much better than I realized. And the fact that I was even going to these events when I was terrified to go was a really good thing. That was a really big step for me. Um, and as I mentioned before, something that helped me in those situations was taking the pressure off myself to be perfect and to kind of control all the conversations that I had and take on too much responsibility in terms of talking to people. Um, and actually I could just let other people do some of the talking and that would be okay. Um, and yeah, so I would kind of report back to my hypnotherapist things that I'd been doing in the week and events that I'd gone to and, um, you know, phone calls that I'd had with potential clients, which is something that used to absolutely put the fear of God into me. And I used to shake and, you know, my mouth would be so dry, even just making a phone call to someone. And now I really don't, I'm not bothered at all. I mean, I spend most of my days on Zoom talking to clients. So I'm really um, in a very different place with that now. But at the time that was really scary for me and I really dreaded having to make a phone call. So I would kind of report these things back to my hypnotherapist and she'd, I wouldn't think that was anything, you know, to be praised on. I'd just be like, well, I did this and I did this. Um, and she'd kind of say to me, do you realize how big of a deal that is? Like you're, you're doing the things that you tell me you're really scared to do. Um, and you need to actually congratulate yourself for that. Um, so that made a huge amount of difference, just having someone there to reflect back to me how much progress I'd made and how much credit I needed to give myself. But yes, the the moments where I did those things that I felt uncomfortable doing, that's where I learned the most. Um, and I think something, there's a bit of a myth, isn't there, that we, when people say things like, you know, feel the fear and do it anyway, or like do it scared, as, as much as that's a nice sentiment, um, I think we we sort of write it off and we assume that actually if you're going to do something, you need to not be scared at all. You need to be fearless. You need to not experience any level of discomfort while you're doing the thing. Um, and I think that's a big lie. <laughs> I don't think that's helpful at all. Um, and I'm not saying that you should be pushing yourself to points where you're really stressing out your nervous system to a level that's dangerous and, and that's not healthy for you. Um, that's not what I mean at all. But I think it's okay to do things while you feel a bit uncomfortable. Like me with the phone calls back in the day and going to these networking events, I wasn't feeling on top of the world and feeling like I'm doing an amazing job the whole time. I was feeling, you know, uncomfortable and awkward and a bit sweaty and a bit panicked at times. And I still would have the mean voice saying, oh, you shouldn't have said that, or they think you're an idiot or any of these things. Um, that voice didn't completely go, but I just learned and through hypnotherapy as well, practiced tuning into the other voice that said, you actually did fine. Like they're probably not going to remember you that much. Um, other people said silly things too, or, you know, just putting things in a bit of context. And it's not about kind of glossing over stuff and deluding yourself and saying, oh, you've done such an amazing job when you haven't. Um, it's about just being quite neutral about it um, and acknowledging what has gone well and also saying to yourself, okay, well, this is what I would do differently next time. Um, and just taking a bit of a more balanced approach and putting some distance between yourself and your feelings rather than getting really wrapped up and really um, stressed and overwhelmed with thinking about how something's gone for you. So yeah, I say all that to remind you that it's okay to do things while feeling a bit uncomfortable and while not feeling completely ready. Um, I think that's another myth that is really damaging and that keeps us stuck is that we need to wait until we're ready. Um, I'm not sure I've ever been completely fully ready for anything that I've done in my business that's made a meaningful impact. So for example, um, well, even just starting, starting a business for one thing, um, that's a huge deal. Um, and I wasn't ready to do that. So the first time that I photographed a wedding, um, I'd obviously practiced before. I'd done one for a, 
a family member. Um, so I knew that I could do it, but I'd never been paid by someone to do it. And there had to be a first time. Um, and the same when I pivoted from wedding photography into branding photography. Of course, I had relevant experience. I'd had practice and I'd learned things and trained and shadowed other people and built up my skills. Um, but there still had to be a first time for my first full photo shoot where I was getting paid a decent amount for it with a client who I'd never worked with before. Definitely wasn't ready. It definitely didn't feel completely confident and completely secure that everything was going to go perfectly. Um, but that's actually not a requirement. We don't need to expect ourselves to, to have things go perfectly. That's not what having self-belief is. I think having self-belief means trusting yourself that whatever happens, you'll be okay and that you'll have your own back and that you'll work it out. And that's something that I definitely didn't have in spades in the beginning. I think I now have that because I have done a lot of work on this and I am now a self-belief coach myself. So this comes a lot easier to me now, but back in the day, I would have a lot of fears about what if things go wrong? Um, will I be able to come back from it? Like what if this happens? What if that happens? And kind of running through all these worst case scenarios. Whereas now I am much more happy to go into a situation saying to myself, I'm going to do my best. And if things don't work out, then I'll figure it out from there. Um, and it's about trusting that you have the resources to give things a go and see what happens. And I would put this podcast in that category too. Like, I don't know that this isn't going to backfire in some way, or that there's not going to be some negative consequence of me doing this. But I also know that I'm willing to experiment and just give it a go and see what happens. Um, and I know that if anything bad does happen, um, I will be all right. I can, I've handled difficult situations before. I can handle them again. Um, and being resourceful is also not about being super self-reliant and requiring yourself to do everything and deal with everything and solve all the problems on your own. Resourcefulness is also knowing that you can call on support. Um, so if something comes up for me that I really need some help with, I trust myself to seek out the support that's suitable for that thing. Um, so whether that is hiring a coach or a mentor or getting some therapy, um, I trust myself to figure out what support I need and to seek it out and to ask for it. Um, so yeah, this has kind of gone <laughs> in a different direction than I thought it would. I, we started out talking about how reading all the books and doing all the courses and learning from other people um, will only get you so far and you really need to take action um, to get the best information and to learn the most about whatever it is you're trying to do. So whether that's growing your confidence or growing your business or creating art as the original post that I mentioned was talking about. Um, and I've ended up talking about how self-belief is trusting yourself, having your own back and being resourceful enough to figure it out as you go along. Um, so I'm sure this topic will come up again because this is kind of the basis of all my work as a self-belief coach and it's what I help clients with. Um, and it's what I'm constantly kind of practicing on myself as well, because it's a never ending journey. <laughs> self-belief and confidence are not a destination that you arrive at and then you're just done forever. Um, there's always going to be a next level and a new thing that is going to test us and require us to practice that self-belief. Um, so this will definitely not be the last time that I talk about this. Um, but I hope it leaves you with a little bit of inspiration, a little prompt to um, take whatever it is that you're learning in books and on courses out into the world a little bit more and take a few brave steps um, and know that it's okay to feel uncomfortable while you do that. Um, you don't need to be fearless. You don't need to feel fully ready. You can just have a go and experiment um, and speak kindly to yourself as you do whatever it is that you're going to attempt. Um, because self-compassion is honestly the best ingredient that we can have with us on this journey. That's a weird mix of metaphors, but you know what I mean. Um, self-compassion is essential and it's the thing that's going to help us make progress without 
overdoing it um, and without putting our nervous systems through unnecessary stress. So yeah, I'll leave it there for today and I'll be back soon. Have a good day.